This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a prominent senator wants to know why the president fired two IGs and is willing to hold up other confirmations until he gets an answer. While SBA has been forthcoming with PPP loan information, congressional regulators are asking for more. And Veterans Affairs assures Congress it's ready for the possibility of a hurricane even in the middle of a pandemic. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senate Whistleblower Protection Caucus Chairman Chuck Grassley is putting a hold on two Trump administration nominations until the White House sheds more light on the recent firing of two inspectors general. The hold affects President Donald Trump's nominees to serve as the director of the National Counterterrorism Center and the State Department's Undersecretary for Arms Control and International Security. Grassley says he won't release the hold until the White House explains why the president fired State IG Steve Linick and Intelligence Community. DIG Michael Atkinson. The Senate confirms Victor Mercado as Defense Department Assistant Secretary for Strategy Plans and Capabilities and James Anderson as the Deputy Undersecretary for Defense Policy. Mercado is a former Navy Rear Admiral. Anderson has been acting as Undersecretary of Policy since February. The Pentagon still has 17 vacant positions that are Senate confirmable. 13 of those positions do not have a nominee from the White House. Communication and coordination between contracting personnel and contractors, keeping FEMA in the loop, and following proper procedures for closing out contracts are all best practices the Defense Department Inspector General flagged for contracting during a pandemic. The DODIG looked back at 36 disaster relief audit reports over the past 14 years to identify the best ways to minimize fraud, waste, and abuse in the coronavirus environment. The lessons learned related to communication, coordination, documentation, consistency, staffing, and training. Senate Small Business Committee leaders want even more information from the Small Business Administration. Senators Marco Rubio and Ben Cardin write to the agency, asking it to report more data more often about the Paycheck Protection Program. The lawmakers say SBA has been helpful so far, but more transparency is needed for the public about how many loans the agency has approved, how many lenders, and many other data points. Veterans Affairs tries to reassure Congress it's prepared for the possibility of a pandemic and a major hurricane. VA serves as the backstop to the American health care system during pandemics like the current one, but it also plays a role in the government's natural disaster response. VA says it's updated its disaster response to account for the possibility of both. Recent hiring surges will help VA stay prepared for a major storm during a pandemic. It's also stockpiling five to six months of personal protective and other safety equipment. The USS Theodore Roosevelt is back at sea and with a full crew. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Roosevelt departed the pier in Guam yesterday to get back to its regular assigned missions. It had been sidelined for more than two months after a coronavirus outbreak forced it to offload most of the crew. The same incident led to the dismissal of the ship's commanding officer and later the acting secretary of the Navy. Navy officials say they've re-embarked all of the Roosevelt's mission-capable sailors who will now be working under extra social distancing protocols to the extent that's possible aboard an aircraft carrier. 
Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Field and asylum offices at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services are open to the public. USCIS says these offices have started non-emergency in-person services. Visitors to USCIS offices must wear face coverings and masks inside agency facilities. The agency says it will provide hand sanitizer, but is encouraging visitors to bring their own pens. Application support centers will open at a later date. The IRS is bringing another wave of employees back to work later this month. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The IRS will require some employees to return to the office June 15th in Georgia, Missouri, Michigan, and Tennessee. The same goes for employees in Indiana, Ohio, California, Puerto Rico, and Oregon on June 29th. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick said the employees will return to work at processing and call centers. Affected employees will hear from their supervisors as early as next week. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. If you want to play tourist in your own town, you might want to postpone. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Although many agencies are starting to reopen their buildings, a Smithsonian spokeswoman says there's no opening date yet for museums. Officials are following federal and local guidelines for museums located outside of Washington. The spokeswoman says museums will open in phases and not all at once. They'll limit capacity, cut the number of entrances, add staff to help keep people apart and clean throughout the day, and install hand sanitizing stations. I'm Tom Temin. Senator Maggie Hassan is asking the Treasury Department's Chief Financial Officer and Chief Information Officer for an update on their IT modernization strategy. The agency is on track to spend nearly $5 billion this fiscal year on its IT budget, some of it on a 50-year-old legacy system at the IRS that helps process tax returns. Hassan asks Treasury CIO and CFO how they'll work together to modernize legacy IT at the agency and for an overview of the agency's top five IT modernization goals. Treasury isn't the only agency that Hassan wants answers from about how they're modernizing their technology systems. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Senator Maggie Hassan is pressing chief information officers from DHS, Treasury, DOD, Interior, Education, HHS, OPM, SBA, SSA, and Transportation on their IT modernization plans. The New Hampshire Democrats sent letters to each of these agencies asking six questions about their strategies for moving away from legacy technology systems. The letters come a few days after she questioned Russ Vogt, the candidate to be the new director of OMB, at his nomination hearing. Hassan wants answers from the agencies by August 3rd. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And Congress is making a bicameral push to modernize the Plum Book. A list of all political appointees today is only updated and published once every four years. But a new bill would require the Office of Personnel Management to post and maintain a public website with names, titles, agencies, geographic locations, and other information about senior government officials. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and Congressman Jerry Connolly and John Sarbanes introduced the Periodically Listing Updates to Management, or Plum Act. Delaware Senator Tom Carper introduced the Senate companion. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 